biometric no, horses. No, right off with that. <laughs> I mean, you right, right do... off with that. No. It's June 21st, 2023, and this is Rare Encounter, encounter number 151. And feeling normal-blooded, I'm Abel Kirby. And 64 gigs and constantly rebooting, I'm Cold Acid. 64 gigs. You got a memory leak, dog. No, um, no, I'm saying I've got 64 gigs in this thing, but I still got to keep rebooting all the time because Windows is a bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just download more RAM. <laughs> you can get a script, okay? This is what I do. I, I don't think I don't think the RAM's the problem. The scheduled task. Scheduled task. Download more RAM. This you're motherboard good to go. doesn't even support any more than 64 gigs of RAM. Well, you don't put it on the motherboard, you download it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, uh Windows is getting shittier, and so uh the sooner I get over to Linux, the better. Yeah. I just hope that clean feed won't be a little bitch afterwards. I think clean feed has worked on Linux for me before. Oh, good. Yeah. That, that, that's good. Because it's basically running in a browser. You ha The trouble with Linux is just getting the audio subsystem to work at all. Yeah, well, the, the secret there is don't use Pulse Audio. <laughs> in fact, don't use anything by Leonard Pottering. Mm. I've had trouble. Well, that's hard to do. Uh, to be honest, if I can continue on that... Uh, Arch uses systemd and I've been I've been working with Arch inside WSL lately getting getting ready for eventually moving over to Linux. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, if systemd simply stuck to being an init daemon and a, a service monitor, then it would be fine. It's the fact that it's trying to octopus itself into everything like Windows that uh, that makes it such a horrible thing and such a uh, such a flaky piece of software. Mm. Now, I did want to point out there has been one episode of Rare Encounter that was completely recorded on a non-Windows operating system. Oh, and that was one filler episode when we, I couldn't make the show, and I I said I would do a filler episode, uh, and I just kind of chatted to myself for a little while. I recorded all of that on my Android cell phone. Oh, actually, well, it, that would explain why the why the sound quality was what it was. Well, it was uh, actually Graphene OS, I should clarify. But yeah, it was the, uh, it was same, the onboard same, mic. Same diff, because, I mean, Android devices don't tend to have the best microphones. No. Or microphone support. One of the things I did notice, I have been playing with this mic um, and just checking out, uh, being Graphene OS, there's a lot of settings you can invoke through software that the hardware doesn't support. So it's possible to like get really garbage audio just by sending the sample rate too high, the buffer's too low. Uh, so I was testing out a couple configs. I wanted to make sure it worked. And I noticed that the sound mm, is passable, um, at least a lot more passable than if you make a phone call. There's just a stark difference between, because uh, what I did was I was listening to sound coming through the phone through a phone call, and then I had the same thing through a, through a uh, voice chat app. And, you know, you can complain about the audio, but it sounds way better coming through um, than a phone call when you use anything else uh, besides your actual telephone app. It's, it's absolutely astonishing how bad telephone audio is. In this day and age. It's, yeah. But anyway, that, that's my, yeah. my pet peeve on it. Yeah. Switching back to Windows from Linux. So, came across this uh, today. Okay. Uh, so, I'm starting to use... I've got accounts on three different Lemmy instances now because none of them are mutuals with each other. Each one blocks the others. Right? But they all have interesting stuff. So, anyway... On one of them, I came across this post from 11forum.com discussing what's coming in the new Windows 11 Insider dev build. Okay. And so they are now turning off, like, hiding a whole bunch of file explorer options, such as hiding protected OS files, displaying file icon on thumbnails, or file size information on folder tips, uh, providing the coloring on encrypted or compressed files, the sharing wizard, and 
merge conflict indicators for folders when you have like cloud storage going on. Mm. And that's just that's just a start. So yeah, the the stupidification of Windows continues, which is all the more reason for people to bug the fuck out of it and start running a different OS. Yeah. I remember we used to make fun of Apple for being kind of the play school kind of version of a computer sometimes. They, you know, it's a lot of candy buttons and you don't have to think too much for a lot of Apple products. But uh, it seems like that's the trend. Man, Windows XP looked like a fucking Fisher Price. <laughs> it toys. did. It did. But it had some detailed settings in there, you know. Uh, it, yeah, honestly, I, if you if you turned off all that, like the Windows XP theming stuff, so you had like the the traditional Windows two thousand look. It was Windows Classic. Like, it was, was it, what it yeah, was called. The Windows Classic appearance, and it was a it was a great OS then. Just whenever the theming was on, like somebody whoever it was who designed that. Well, it must have been fucking living in a daycare or something. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is a decent operating system. I've been I actually used it this week, of all things. So so Servo in the chat is wondering what uh, what vaginas are called in Redmond, and uh, his first his first one's no good. His second idea, Winussy. That sounds about right. Oh, I thought they were gonna name them as soon as they see one. Nerd joke, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving on. Uh, speak, speaking, speaking of jokes, uh, I, I came up with this one. Uh, I came up with this one earlier today, and it's terrible. So, <laughs> really got to really got to tell it, you know. Okay. Uh, did you hear that Motorhead has put out a song about the volume of artificially flavored uh, fruit drinks? N no, I have not heard that. I'll tell you what it's called. The Space of AIDS. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a guy who had worked at Bell Labs today um, over lunch. Cool. He was he was talking about some systems they had they had worked on way back in the day. And uh, anyway, one of them was called the whole system was called AIDS. It was and they, it was being deployed in like the early 1980s. <laughs> And so they had a, they had a, a lot of fun. My computer has AIDS. Well, their computer was AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> AIDS OS. Yeah, and they had some newspaper clipping. Someone apparently in the eighties, some someone they had collected all the headline clippings, and they would paste them on the AIDS mainframe, and it said, uh, "Scientists suspect AIDS spread by homosexual animals or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> it's like all these crazy uh, clippings that sounded like they had posted on there. Uh, fun stories. Uh, yeah. Back when you could get away with doing stuff like that at work. <laughs> yeah. Now nowadays nowadays they would send you they would send you counseling. Uh, they would lock you in HR until they fire you, right? And, mm. and then they would take you to court because somebody's fifis were hurt. <laughs> fifis, man. Fucking uh. fifis. Well, let's see. On the Windows front, I am still using Windows 10. I intend to use it for a while, but I'm having a lot of problems with. Uh, I'm having a lot of problems with its attitude. I don't enjoy it trying to slip one in on me every time Windows does an update. The most recent thing was they had a update that popped up like a edge search bar right in the middle of your uh, desktop. Oh, that's ugly. Yeah, it was I pretty, haven't had pretty that. bad. I'm running, I'm running Windows 10 on my battle station. The only thing in the house that has Windows 11 is my Surface. Mm. And that's because it came with it, and I just can't be bothered to go through all the steps to unlock the, uh, unlock the firmware and throw Linux on it as well. Yeah. Well, I every once in a while I get uh, I get a hair at my ass to try and go full Linux. Usually, I get up to the point where, well, I'll get audio working at some level, and I'll get all the video drivers, and then I'll, I'll basically reach the point where I, I say, you know, this one part of my hardware doesn't work, and it's not going to work because there's no driver. So, basically, to the point where I'm gonna have to buy some new hardware to and, and replace it with maybe more common chipsets because the shit I have for some reason, you know, it's just not popular enough to get a driver that works um, for whatever whatever the thing is I'm trying to connect. And, I'm, uh, I'm really good in that regard. 
Uh, pretty much everything that I have either has drivers already in the uh, Linux kernel source tree or works just fine with generics. The one piece of hardware that I am looking at replacing in the near future is my graphics card, and that's simply because it is on its uh, on its last support legs. Mm. So, like the next generation of cards that uh, AMD puts out, mine's going to drop out of support at that point. I see. Right. So, because it's 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 several years old at this point. It's it's from I think 2017. Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean like AM AMD has good open source and closed source graphics drivers. Uh AMD processor and chipsets are really nicely supported. The the trick is if you if you're a gamer and you want and you want to run uh and you want to run Linux, don't touch anything from Nvidia. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're running Linux, don't touch anything from NVIDIA anyways, because they're dickheads. <laughs> well, we've I'm kind of locked into NVIDIA on some things because of uh, CUDA. Uh, With parallel computing. It's a it's a parallel computing. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. But I and get so if, away from CUDA. Get away from CUDA. They're they're now like actual decent cross platform uh, uh, compute systems. Uh, what would like you recommend? CL. OpenCL. I'm not. Uh, I've never tried to use that. Unfortunately, I might be locked in uh, through no choice of my own, just because there's a there's a decision to to go to CUDA. And, okay, well that's what we're gonna do. So I've been looking a little bit on that, what, like what kind of instructions can you get, you know? And it has some pretty cool support for Sorry, uh, direct direct compute and direct ML. Direct compute. CUDA, yeah. Uh, OpenCL is is mostly just AMD support, but I believe there's a bit of Intel support as well. Okay. But yeah, uh, Direct Compute is is the one from Microsoft that uh, part of DirectX for doing for doing oh, GPU compute. Right. Okay. And there's Direct ML as well, which I don't think is uh, Microsoft. I think that's like uh, what's it? Chronos, like like Vulkan and OpenGL. Have you used any either of these, or is that? Uh... Uh, not, uh, not to my recollection. Stuff might be using this stuff under the covers that I don't know about, but mm. I'm not running anything specifically that targets it. Yeah. Just maybe stuff that takes advantage of it if it's there, but does so quietly. Ah, mm. uh, let's see. I'm looking in the chat. Apparently I've got some, I've stu stirred up some, some chat with the talk of the CUDA. Da, 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 yeah, da. not Barracuda. <laughs> Servo says Cooter, Cooter, yes, it's the Cooter. Yeah. Nvidia Cooter. <laughs> I hardly know her. Da, 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 da. All right. Well, what do you, what do we got on the agenda today besides Linux? I got Linux? some. Uh, I got some. I got some big boomy bad news. Uh oh. You want to start with that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with that. So, I guess you you might have heard about this on the news today. Uh, everybody who lives in the Toronto area definitely did. Uh, last night, last last night, near where my brother lives, mm -hmm. two trans, or, yeah, two trucks and a car collided on the 401, which is like in places the widest highway in North America, mm -hmm. and uh, boom, boom. Uh, yeah, uh, the drivers of both trucks. Uh, dead on on the scene the people who were in the car uh miraculously survived although they couldn't be found for hours jeez it was it was only this afternoon that like news came out that yeah they're they survived they're alive they're okay uh so one of one of the trucks was carrying a loaded uh, fuel container like you know the the 18 wheeler with the t tanker, right? Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so this collision happened. Apparently, there is someone driving a uh, red Chevy Volt around around these vehicles <laughs> oh, uh, no. right before the uh, right before the collisions. So, th my thinking is this is probably some fucking asshole driver who ca caused one of these drivers to 
lose control trying to avoid crashing into him, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, the explosion, the explosion was uh, like, I saw a video of it and it was like, holy fuck, there was like an actual mushroom cloud here. Shit. They had to, they not only, they not only closed the highway in both directions, but also the bridge uh, for the road that goes over there because they were worried about damage to it from the explosion that may have left it unsound. Uh, places, the pa the pavement was melted. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, here, here's something, here's something else. Let me play this uh, bit of video from the OPP Highway Safety Department, uh, Division, uh, that they posted on Twitter uh, about five o'clock. Uh, the highway apparently is reopened now, but as of five o'clock, it was still closed in both directions. The cleanup and recovery is still ongoing here, Highway 401 and Brock Road. Uh, I'm standing uh, some distance away from where the fire actually took place, and you can see these massive uh, manhole covers that have blown out of the catch basins, both of these here, uh, as a result of explosive gases uh, blowing these uh, you know, steel grates out of the ground and you can see exactly how far away we are from the, where the scene is. They continue to work on the bridge, inspecting it. The Ministry of Transportation still have work to do and uh, highway remains closed at this time. Uh, but uh, again, this is just showing some of the unbelievable power uh, from those explosive uh, fumes and, and fuels that uh, blew out of these uh, catch basins here, actually some distance from where the transport truck lost control and burst into flames jeez yeah here here's the wildest thing this is this is an on-ramp to the highway uh for the for the westbound lanes there at highway 401 and brock road where the explosion happened was west of brock road in the eastbound lanes the amount, the amount of burning fuel and uh, and the fumes from it filled the filled the basins under the highway to the point that yeah, it wasn't just it wasn't just the manhole covers. You know how you know how they usually put the put the covers inside a metal frame that's actually like square shaped at the bottom and just round on top. Yeah, it's a collar. That, yeah, the whole fixture. The, the cover and the collar both, like, blown feet away, like, like several feet away from where they were mounted and sealed into the pavement. Jeez Louise, man. Yeah. It was, uh, it was insane. Uh, one of these, one of these videos, like, CP24, uh, the, the local 24-hour news station, got a couple of videos, a dash cam video and a video of somebody who probably lives in the same complex, uh, condo complex as my brother. Mm. And in the second, there's no, vi there's no audio in the dash cam video, but in the, in the other video, in the one of, of the guy in the condo, you can actually hear explosions. Boom. Still going on. Wow. And at that point too, not only is you see the like the main area, but there's like a whole trail of fire as well down the highway. Mm. So I know where that I know where this uh, area is because it's right north of the Pickering Nuclear Station, right? Yeah. And yeah, I've up been the there. Road from it. I've been there actually. Um, and what like, to Pickering Nuclear? Yeah, uh, I haven't been to there, but I've been on the beach that kind of goes up next to it, and like Ajax. Oh and yeah, that, the, the beach between Liverpool and Brock Road. Exactly. Uh, it's a nice beach. Uh, the, the places at the bottom of Liverpool are pretty nice too. The nice little shops there with the uh, with the condos above them. Oh yeah. But yeah, like. Oh yeah, go ahead. Right. I'm trying to verify that's the actual place, and I'm dropped my. Yeah, I think this is this is it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here. I used to live in Pickering. I know all, I know all these places. Yeah. Cool. Ice Cube Soup's wondering if uh if it was like a fuel air bomb in the catch basins and yeah, that's probably that's probably what was going on. Jeez. Yeah. Uh found another video on uh on YouTube as well. 
that of some somebody who is driving and you see the initial explosion in it and you see it's like it's like a smaller mushroom cloud from a nuclear explosion like you see you see the fiery bits on top of the mushroom and the and the dark bits underneath that but the pillar of wow. fire still pulsing up yeah i'm just right? watching it this is totally crazy and then some fucker is like in a truck is like Oh, this doesn't look good. I'm going to slow down. But you know what? I'm still going to drive through this mess anyways, because I'm in a truck. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, people, guys, guys who drive lifted black trucks who do not actually need them for work. You know why they're doing that, right? Um, they got micro penises. <laughs> I, I just want to point out that the 401 might be the most dangerous stretch of road that I've uh, driven on. And I realize it's a long road, but but I've also driven on it right around the time uh, when you had it was like a hundred car pileup. Uh, sometimes sometimes that would happen just essentially normally. Yeah, in I know. Winter time in south <laughs> in southwest Ontario. It, that's just crazy that it's a normal thing. I that was insane. Like the whole road was closed because I was trying to. Do you know to, why that's a normal thing though? Uh, for the same re for the same reason why Fletcher didn't have any power uh, for for this week's show of Hog Story, because that whole part of Ontario is tornado zone, and and when there's no tornadoes, there's still hurricanes and other shit going on, causing people to be blown off the road or blown into each other. Mm. Either way, but someone's the, mo the most dangerous parts, if you ask me, aren't those parts down in southwestern Ontario? It's through the GTA, through the Toronto area, where where the road is anywhere from 16 to 20 lanes wide and still like bumper to bumper of people doing like 120 kilometers in the mornings and afternoons. Yeah. So I was... I was driving up um, that that one time I was coming up and it was a snowstorm, and uh, so the four hundred one it was almost white out. But then it, then when you got to uh, the four hundred one the four hundred seven I was heading up that way, and we had uh, they would plow the road but they wouldn't plow the uh, off ramps, and, and when when you're on those wide wide roads you know sometimes you would there's a median so you have to get from it's like the express to the collector or whatever and so you have to sweep over like six lanes to get over to where you're going right and you go there and then the divide division of the highway would come back up so there's nowhere to go you know you can't get out you're committed and then the snow plowing would stop and it's like oh well i guess i'm just stuck and i unfortunately every single as i was going counting you know i'm looking for the my place to go on Every single exit was uh, was snowed up except for the one that I was taking. It was absolutely <laughs> lucky, <laughs> the luckiest thing. But yeah, yeah. four hundred one, man. What's what's up with that road? Uh, a lot of bad luck on there. A lot of a lot of idiot drivers and outside outside of the GTA, a lot of bad weather and in the GTA, even more bad drivers. Yeah, and I've I've heard about Margot's cargo too. So yeah, I know how here, that goes. Here, yeah. Here's something, here's something though, you know where, you know where, uh, vehicle insurance is most expensive in Ontario? It's not along the 401. It's along the 407. Huh. In Brampton. Oh, Brampton. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever spent time in Brampton. Am I yeah, better off for that? Yeah, you to. You're better <laughs> off for that. Yeah. Well, speaking of cars, uh, I, only a couple things I wanted to mention today, and one of them was... Uh, there was a Wired article, which I didn't really link, but it was basically pointing to this website, vehiclepracyreport.com. Have you heard okay. of this? And so this no, is... I haven't. Yeah, this is a uh, privacy, allegedly, some kind of privacy advocacy group. They claim privacy for cars promotes transparency, fairness, and higher privacy standards in the automotive industry. And the idea is you can go and look at a car... And find out what the manufacturer, they have a summary of all the manufacturer's, um, uh, you know, privacy policies and things like that. What information do they collect? What sensors are in yeah. the car? Are they phoning home all day? Basically, is your how much is your car spying on you? And uh, I don't know. I thought it's, a, it's an interesting concept. I'm not 
right before the show, I, I put in my VIN number for my car, and I see my, I won't say the exact car that I have, but it's a 2010. And I put it in and it, it starts, it got a lot of hits on my privacy, uh, my vehicle privacy label. Um, I put an example of vehicle privacy labels in the, uh, in the show notes so we can have a picture of it for people to look at. I'm just going to send that, post that link in the chat so people can look at it. But they give a, uh, a little tile that, that has, you know, the summary with an icon for every kind of bad thing that they might be doing to you. And so it has like identifiers, biometrics, yes or no, location data, yes or no. And they also have some data if it's phoning home, if it has telematics, basically. So if it has a you know, SIM card type thing. people didn't have to worry about this shit before they started putting chips in the engines. Mm. So I wanted to point out, so here's what I got for my car. Telematic status, no, which is true. There are no telematics in my car. It has no OnStar or any shit like that. It's not built in. The... Uh, radios inside are only the AM FM radio. It did not have Bluetooth or anything when I bought it. It didn't have a smart console. It had a aux in. <laughs> you could plug your uh, Walkman or uh, or iPod into, but it didn't really have Mine any smart. Mine has all of that plus uh, USB in for, but it only works with iPhones. Uh, it's absolutely stupid. But anyway, so I got a lot of hits. Like it says. Um, and my car is a Hyundai, I'll say that much. It says identifiers. Yes, Hyundai collects identifiers. And I'm looking at it and it says, you know, my real name, alias, address, VIN, IP address. And I'm wondering, how does how do they know my IP address? I never, I didn't buy anything from Hyundai. I don't have an account with them. Uh, unless the dealer is forwarding my information. But that's a different problem. Whether Hyundai forwards yeah. my information is different than whether the dealer did. Biometrics, it says, yes, the manufacturer discloses. Well, in a car? In this, in in my car. So first off, my car does not have biometrics, but this website is saying that it does, and it's really just pulling from their pro main privacy policy in terms of service. Like it's not yeah. specifically for my car. It's just oh, yours is a Hyundai, so we're just saying it has all of this shit. Yeah, it says for example, if you enroll, we may collect and process biometrics, fingerprint, or facial recognition as part of certain features and services. What there's no such thing as that, not for my car. Um, some of the okay, weird. So they're they're a little you know, they're a little they're a little uh, gung ho with with this. I they're, guess they're not accurate. Like it says, uh, user profiles for my 2010 Hyundai. Right? It says, like this is a a label. It says, oh yeah, your vehicle privacy uh, has user profiles being shared. Dude, there's no user profiles in my car. There's not not such a thing. So. I got excited about this website, and then I, I came on. I just want to diss it now because they can't get the most basic thing right, okay? The, the most basic thing that I want to know if I put in a car is does it have all this shit, okay? And if it does, it's not accurately telling me. How am I supposed to know that this particular, you know, VW or whatever from that year, I want to know if it has radios in it or not. And I want to know if it's sending data back to the manufacturer or to some other third party. Well, if it's not telling me that, it's giving me a shitload of false positives for my car, which means I can't trust it. So okay, so now I've got to go and like put put my VIN in <laughs> and see what it turns out, just to see like how fucking wrong it is. Yeah. So I I won't be sharing this. I I because it has my VIN number and some other stuff. I wouldn't. I don't want to disclose on it. But yeah, it's uh, it's a great idea. I love that someone's thinking about it, but it doesn't feel like it's genuine. It feels like it's some, you know, bullshit. Any hit on your VIN? Or do you have to go write it down? Uh, I, I'd have to, I have to, like, fucking find my VIN first. Yeah. So don't, don't expect me to do this this episode. Yeah. Contact us. Copyright 2023 without saying who it's copywritten by. Hmm. So, yeah, this isn't coming off uh, all that... Uh, all too legit. Yeah. Sorry, Wired. Uh, here we go. Oh, what'd you I got? What'd you got? Get uh, privacy car facts. <laughs> Let's make sure it's you and not a robot. I am human. <laughs> what object can you see in the image below? It's a lamp. It's a lamp. Are you sure? It's This is also a lamp. Captures live. This is on, also a lamp. Live on Rare Encounter. Captures. Yeah. <laughs> Why, why this you... car is like a hard drive on wheels, it says. Yeah, so uh, 
what you're this reading. This vehicle does not have telematics, but does store personal data, making this car like a hard drive on wheels. Telematic status, no. Good. No, no known data deletion. Performed by for NA. Yep. Identif Nissan collects identifiers, yes. Biometrics, yes. Location, yes. Synced phones, silent. User profile, silent. Nissan shares slash sells to affiliates, yes. Service providers, yes. Insurance, silent. Government, yes. Data brokers, silent. That's pretty useless, huh? I mean, do you have biometrics in your rogue? No. Reviewed <laughs> public documents. Unique documents, too. Words, 5,799. Read time, 29 minutes. CL documents. And there's four here. Main privacy policy, main terms of service, vehicle owner's privacy policy, same as main privacy policy, and vehicle owner's TOS, same as main TOS. Man, you know what? Back, back when, back when, even when, like, tw 20 years ago, you didn't have a fucking terms of service agreement for your fucking car. Yeah, I don't... Privacy policy for your vehicle? What is this bullshit? Man, we should be fucking, like, throwing our wooden shoes at every fucking car made after 1999, We're gonna you know? stand on the, the overpass on the highway and throw rocks as they drive by. <laughs> hey, it would be, be it'd be better for the people driving them because smashed cars don't fucking send uh, reports back to the mothership. <laughs> uh, that's how we're going to stop Skynet. Just throwing rocks, throwing rocks at yeah. cars. I want I want a car, not a fucking smartphone on wheels. Thank you very fucking much. Oh, man. Well, if anyone has a, a clue on how to get better information than this website's uh, giving, I would love to hear it because this is something that I am interested in. I was excited and then I was disappointed. Even better? Get a get an engine and transmission that is that is like old fashioned. None of the none of this circuitry. Just gas and air in, exhaust and power out. Ah, right. The old Vrooman train and every and everything else in it. Fucking EMP it. Yeah, you gotta get a you gotta get one of those old cars. I think that there's a retro. There, there's got to be some way to get, you know, I want the 1996 version of that car. And it just no one wants to do it. No one wants to build it. The companies want to sell the, the newest bullshit. But there are some certain makes and models of cars that have, you know, a following. There's people who like it and there's people who would pay money for a new one. And uh, Here, here's it just feels else, like an here's something unserved else to market. Think about. Here's something else to think about. In the 70s and 80s, you could buy computers as a kit that you would assemble, like put it and putting like the electronics on the board level of assembly, or at least come with a schematics in the back in the back of the manual. So if something's wrong with it, you can fucking just you know break out your electronics tools and diagnose and repair it yourself. In the nineties. And early 2000s, you could still do that with your own with your own car, right? If there's a problem, you can fucking take get under there or get on top, figure it out, replace the parts yourself. Now you can't even figure out what the fuck's wrong with it without having to pay 200 bucks for a fucking reader that tells you what the magic little fucking codes coming out of the computer inside the engine tell you. Yeah. And even then, half the time, it's bullshit. Back uh, when I started driving, my first truck had a, uh, a re it was one of the older generation OBD ports, and you could get your codes with a paperclip. You put a paper and clip. You shouldn't even need to get your fucking codes. Is what I'm getting at. Well, no, come on. Those codes can be useful. Like, uh, you can you could put the paper clip between two pins, and then the check engine light. Say if that check engine light was, it would blink at you. It would start blinking out the first digit, then the second digit, and the third digit, or whatever. And you go, yeah, and well, these, you look it up, and you find, oh, people... it says this part. You know, the cam bus on there says that this part uh, threw an error. And now you know what you know. To go look you know for. the you know these fuckers who think that that like have making you have to get like fucking diagnostic reader to figure out anything about your car. You know what they can do with a paperclip? They can take that paperclip 
and they can stick it up their urethras. Jeez, cold acid on the hate for car diagnostics. What do you what do you have against instrumentation? No, cold, I love cold it. acid on the hate for fucking sticking all these chips where they don't belong. Well, I'm gonna disagree. I I really enjoy being able to look at um you know the internal even the internal temperatures of stuff and all the airflow sensors and shit it's a it's a really powerful thing uh, i think it, i think it was better before we before we stuck like a whole fucking network's worth of computers inside a single car uh, i'm not against the uh, i'm not against electronics i'm pro electronics I am just against uh, the keys to those being in the hands of uh, these jerks. Man, we've gone so, we've gone so electronics in the cars that at this point, at this point, when the pendulum swings back, we're going back to the horse and fucking buggy. <laughs> we still have those in Ohio. We still have those in Ontario. We got a whole <laughs> bunch of fucking uh, uh, what's them called uh, the Amish, Amish here. The Mennonites. Yeah. Mennonites. Yeah. There, there are there, there are places in the very township where I live, where they actually have share the road signs, uh, where where like the vehicle shown isn't a bicycle, it's a horse cart. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like you know what? I think they have it right. The older the older I get, the more I realize that the Amish and their lack of reliance on. Uh, modern technology is probably the better way to go. Mm. They don't even have to worry about uh, industrial society and the consequences because they flipped industrial society the bird before it even existed. We should investigate horses and uh, how they could be instrumented. No. Biometric no. horses. Fuck right off with that. <laughs> I mean, you Fuck could right do... off with that. No, I'm not I'm not sticking a computer up a horse's <laughs> ass so we so we can tell like uh what its emissions are. I'm just saying, like you can I know what a horse's emissions are. It's horse shit. I think I think you could have, you know, some pressure sensitive uh compound inside the horseshoe, okay? And every time it collapses, you get a little pulse and you count them up and that's how how you know how your trots per hour. The horse odometer. <laughs> the horse odometer. <laughs> I just want a meter. Can I get? Oh, they have an internet of things. Why can't I have an internet of horse? Nay. Nay. <laughs> oh man, what do we, what else do we have? I got a. I got some tech story. I I almost want to push this because I can't. I haven't had time to digest it. Cotton Gin sent me a really cool Science Direct uh, art. It was a paper on Science Direct. Um, published about a muon navigation system. That does sound cool, but I think we do need to uh, cover some stories that aren't so aren't so techy. Yeah, I'm gonna right I'm gonna save this for for next week. It looks fascinating. I I just haven't had enough time to look through it uh, uh, at all. Um, but yeah, it's uh pretty pretty slick from what I can tell. Yeah. Let's uh let's put a cap on that and get back to it next week. I'll just. <laughs> Put the cap on. All right. So the the question is, do we want uh, do we want to go to Japan or do we want to go fishing? Uh, I know you want to go to Japan. I cut that story from my notes, and uh, you want it. If you want it, you can have it. Yeah. Well, I want to do this other one too first. Okay, go for it. So uh, this this comes from CNN via MSN. And it turns out it's a regular circle jerk. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's a media circle jerk, sure. But some some fishing crew got gypped in a uh, remember 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 that fishing contest where the dudes waded up their fish. There's weights in the uh, fish. Yeah, I remember yeah. that one. Yeah, here here's a here's another disqualification. Although this one isn't actually the fault of the fishing crew. Apparently, the 619-pound marlin that they caught in this contest was disqualified because it was mutilated by a shark, apparently. Uh-oh. Yeah. $3 million tournament prize money. Jeez. You know? And they got, they got gypped because the judges say, hey, a shark bit it. Yeah. Who are you going to cough? <laughs> 
Yeah. Hook that shit. That's all I have to say. Let's fucking hook that shit, and we'll yeah. be on the fucking news, man. Yeah. Go fishing. Man of the bit. That's my fishing pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this. This was the heaviest. This was the heaviest fish, and that's what they were going for in this contest, right? So they they. Uh, Six-hour fight to catch it, so it's not like it's not like the thing was like it's not like they caught a dead fish that had been like mauled by a shark. It's a it's a shark that was bitten and survived, right? And then was caught. And they're like, oh, because it was bitten, it doesn't count. Fuck you, judges. It was alive. It was caught. It was in good condition. Just because just because a shark took a nibble out of its ass doesn't make it bad. So fuck you, judges. It could have been give these men their money. It could have been born that way. Yeah, it it could have been born that way. <laughs> yeah, haven't you ever heard? The, the second the second place, the second place uh, size fish was only four hundred eighty four and a half pounds, <laughs> and they were given first place. And the prize money. That is a fucking huge fish still. <laughs> Four hundred. Yeah, like, just that. That's just insane, man. It's an it's a marlin again, and yeah. marlins marlins go up to two thousand pounds. They're, yeah, those are the crazy looking fish, man. I I've uh I got to hang out with a fisherman at a bar once, <laughs> like a real like a. Like from the cover of Gordon's fish sticks, you know the guy in in the coat raincoat driving the the uh, at the helm of the ship. Well, you you know why you know why Marlins uh, came to be right because Poseidon wanted to play darts. <laughs> they are a nasty. Well, they they're sort of fun looking, but also they just they look like they're so cynical. Yeah, like they're just they they're just bastards, right? That's what I yeah, think. Well, I mean, I mean, if if uh, gods of the sea grabbed you and threw you into boards, you'd be you'd be a cynical pissy bitch too. To get the Argonauts ready before I yeah. before I go out. <laughs> Let's see, um, Marlin, Marlin. Oh, right. Uh, was that the fish story? You want to go to Japan? That was the fish story. Who are you now, I, I want to hear. I know you don't want to bring this story up, but I found I found this uh, I found this pretty uh, you know it it meets it meets our quality standards such as they are. So I was a little surprised when you dropped it. Now I see that it is actually eleven months old. Yeah, that was story, part of it. That but, was part of it. <laughs> but still, I mean, this is this is the sort of oddball shit people turn into rare encounter to hear about <laughs> all right so this is the story i'll lead you into it this is the story of the man who married the girl of his dreams who happened to be a japanese idol uh and he was traveling i, I don't know how much of the story you want to get into but i'll give the summary uh he decided he liked her and started going to her shows including taking this uh high-speed rail five hours to go to her shows all the time or driving eight hours you know this guy's kind of insane doing all that to uh for a woman i guess but then he ended up marrying her yeah and uh they did a, a bit for the fans and a lot of idols um in japan they're not supposed to have uh love lives or appear to be taken because they're sort of counting on the fans to stay horny for him all the time and like akb48 for example famously was firing um members because they found out they had boyfriends yeah and they got caught dating someone or photographed in public holding hands with a man and they said no and they uh they fired those uh fired those poor women so, you know, I thought this was a little weird from that – with that bit of uh, culture in mind that you're really not supposed to appear uh, in a relationship yeah. if you're an idol. I guess that was part of it, but I don't know. Yeah. Never, never mind Never mind that your, that your beau is the same age as your own mother. <laughs> yeah, that part was kind of fun which too. Is the other, which is the other weird thing about this story. They're, they're 27 years apart. Yep. So there's hope. Not o not only that, <laughs> no to give to give us to give us lonely saps even more hope. She's the one who confessed to him <laughs> before they started dating. It is an anime. I mean, it just sounds like yeah. an anime plot. 
Yes, it, it definitely sounds like anime made real. The thing that the thing that Obama, Trump, and Elon Musk were all supposed to give us and never did. <laughs> the thing is though, I mean, yeah, the guy is the guy is what, 47, 48 now? He doesn't look over 30 in these pictures. Oh yeah, absolutely. He looks which, which kinda which kinda pisses me off, you know, like you know, it it's fine. It's a fine that the the Asian girls like look like they're in their teens and twenties until they hit menopause. But for the guys too, as well, just you know, it just makes me jealous. Well, we'll have uh, we'll have a chance. Maybe they'll be yeah, idols maybe, in maybe, our future. Yeah, maybe one day, yeah. Maybe one day I'll meet a cute Japanese idol who's like. 17 years old and thinks that like <laughs> i'm the best thing since sliced bread all right i mean i mean otter things have happened <laughs> you know about those otters man you know what they're always doing what are they always doing otter things uh <laughs> okay uh... let's see i could do we're getting close on time here i could do some podcasts and boostergrams yeah let's let's run down those and then uh and then i've got one last uh, cold acids link to share. Okay. Um, for podcasts, we had a uh, hog story. They had an episode on Monday, kind of a, an abridged, uh, late episode, but there's, there's been trouble, uh, as you mentioned at the beginning of, of the show, uh, Fletcher's had a close encounter with the tornado, uh, where it didn't, uh, it didn't, uh, blow him away, but it did, uh, affect him he's in a lucky negative he way. Was, he's lucky he's in Texas instead of Kansas. If he had been in Kansas, then then he'd be off to Oz and we'd have to wait for him to show up in a balloon. So we all hope uh, we hope he's doing better now, but last I checked, he did not have any power and was a couple days in on that. So uh, I think he did Hog Story from a hotel. Uh, we yeah. just wish him the best. Hopefully they'll be back on, on uh, Monday per normal. Behind the Schemes did have an episode that was 157, Your Grave or Mine. Uh, bowl after Bowl had their episode 252, My Phone Slow. And uh, I had an email exchange with Spencer today. I Apparently, I sent him an email that I completely forgot about sending. Oh, and when, that's he, interesting. when he replied to it, it was about um, once upon a time, I used to use Google Hangouts. And yeah. uh, they, they decided they're ending... Mm, the, I guess the storage for some of those images, if you if you transmitted pictures through Google Hangouts, they got stored in an album, I guess. They're taking those down, and they sent an email out to uh, with the opportunity to uh, to download those in bulk, which I did because I wanted to save the shit that I had. Um, but anyway, we were chatting about that briefly. Uh, but yeah, uh, Bowl After Bowl is Tuesday nights with uh, Dame DeLorean and Spencer, and... I wanted to mention one new podcast that I listened to just the first episode of. I don't know if this is for everyone, but I listened to the Roseanne Barr podcast. <laughs> and just episode one. And my God, this lady comes out swinging. Are you familiar with she Roseanne did. Barr? I, I, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, as as a kid of the 80s and 90s, I knew about Roseanne because her show back then, her sitcom back then, never mind the... Uh, Never mind the new one that got canceled because Wokies were pissed off at her. Oh, jeez. But, like, the original, the original Roseanne show. But I, I listened to it as well, and, I mean, yeah, she's got some, she's got some vibes at point, but, I don't know, it, it, it didn't really, it didn't really stick to me. I just really enjoyed how pissed off she is about everything. That that was pretty cool when she, when she gets pissed off and she's like calling everybody bitches. And she, that's uh, she's that's going pretty amusing. Off. She's calling Obama's Bush 2.0, you know, and she's doing it's yeah. a very political thing. I don't want to go into everything she says, but she is she is uh, over the target. I think it, it's really good to hear someone who's just not gonna fucking mince her words and she just says what she thinks. I love it. Yeah, that that part that was part that. The the energy when she was getting riled up that was that was pretty good. But apart from that, like I'm sorry, it did it just wasn't uh, it wasn't like really keeping my attention. That I much. listened. I listened to the whole thing. I kept wanting to clip. Well, every I, so, other did, thing. so did I. I had you it know? playing. I had it playing today while I was working. Um, we had some boostergrams come in. We did. We had well. We had some. Uh, 
come in since last show, and uh, you mentioned you mentioned Spencer and Delorean earlier. Well, Dame Delorean is our executive producer for tonight's episode because she rolled in after last week's episode with a whopping ten thousand five hundred sats and the message: "Stay fruity, boys." Thank you, Lorian. Thank yes. you. Yeah. And she you could tell she definitely sent that after we posted because uh, she boosted the episode, not the live stream. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, we also got, before the show, 10,000 sats from NetNed, who said, don't got sending this all on a fancy potato. Okay. Thank you, NetNed. Yeah. The, fa- the fancy potato is probably my computer because the, the problems I was having with audio... It wasn't it wasn't with streaming or anything, but the audio itself was being all scratchy and weird for some reason. And it wasn't it wasn't just what was going out on the stream, but was even coming out of the speakers here. So yeah, pain in the ass. I'm gonna reboot this thing tonight. We had two boosts during the show that came in. Uh, we had fifteen thousand one hundred sats from Carolyn boosted to rare encounter. It, she says Today, I learned about IQ-151, a personal question, and links to the Wikipedia article for IQ-151. Now, I think she might have uh, have encountered autocorrupt there, because the IQ-151 was a Czechoslovakian personal computer, not a personal question. <laughs> well, you know, a computer could be a question. It could be, but it could also be an answer. But not an answer when it comes to cars. Or horses, apparently. We also yeah, had 8,888 sats from Carolyn, again, who says, Every release of a new Windows OS that comes out makes me miss Windows 3.1 and Windows 2000. Well, thank I you, Carolyn. I feel the same way, Carolyn. Yeah. Windows. Thank you for all those sats, sats, mommy. Yep. And uh, thanks again to Lorian for being the executive producer of the show. I feel like we had a name for that. It was like Chief Clown or something like that. No, we never had a name for it. It was oh, always just executive producer. We did. We talked about it in a post show, and we came up with some badass shit, and I completely forgot it. We never wrote it down. We should have, yeah, we should have written down. If it doesn't get written down, it don't exist. Yeah. Just like, just like source code. If it's not in the repo, it doesn't exist. Well, until next time. This has been Rare Encounter, your Rare Encounter program, right on time, 8 p.m. Wow. Well, I've been Abel Kirby. God and cold acid. <laughs> Stay fruity, boys. Adios. And videos. I had a good woman. But she laid down, honey, and died. Oh, I had a good woman. But she laid down and died. Don't you know everybody tell me she wasn't